Welcome to the Modernizer Die Podcast, CFML News Edition, where we keep you up to date with everything going on in the Cold Fusion community. We'll share the latest news on events, releases to engines, frameworks, libraries, and tools, as well as spotlighting quality content from the community. Good morning. Welcome, everybody, back to Modernizer Die. It is September. Not September anymore, it's October, so let me fix that. October 6th. <laughs> Do not make 2020 any longer than it already is. <laughs> Sorry about that. So yeah, welcome back to Modernize the Die Podcast. This is the CFML News Edition. We've made it to October. My name's Gavin Pickin, a software consultant for Autos Solutions. And Eric Peterson is joining me today, another Autos Solutions software consultant. Yeah, it's been a while. Thanks for taking me back. Yeah, I know. I thought he got sick of us. Brad was getting uh, you know, worn out here every week. Episodes were getting shorter and shorter because we were running out of things for Brad to say, which is surprising because he can never runs out of things to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, first, let's thank our sponsor, Auto Solutions, our employer, but uh, also a maker of many, many, many box products. And one way you can thank them for helping with this podcast is to sign up for some of the paid solutions and services that Auto does provide. So some of the ways live trainings, we have three workshops coming up here. So we've got uh, Coldbox Zero to Hero workshop this week by me. So sign up now to, so you don't miss your miss out that opportunity. Luis Mahano, the box man himself, is going to be doing Hero to Superhero in a couple of weeks. And then you're going to be doing your own workshop, right? Yeah, beginning of November, we're going to have a workshop on getting started with Quick. Very cool. And then cfcast.com is our um, video platform that we provide great content every week, some free and paid content delivered to you every week. And if you sign up for a subscription for that, that helps to, you know, support this podcast by supporting Autis Solutions too. So there's a couple of different ways you can give back to Autis, uh, but obviously we, we do this for the community and we're happy to help. So another way, um, Patreon support is another way that you can actually support this podcast so right now we're about 56 percent mark for fully funding this podcast so uh, still more than 50 percent of the support for the podcast comes from you people out there listening and we appreciate that so if you go to patreon.com slash order solutions you can uh, look at some of the different packages and you can sign up to support orders that way as well so we appreciate everybody there so much we read your names badly at the end of every episode and tune in for that at the end <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about some uh, news and events. So yeah. this week, uh, I saw Adobe posted a blog post on their little portal um, celebrating 25 years of Cold Fusion with their customers. It was a nice little video. Yeah, it's crazy to think it's that old. It is. It's it is crazy. 25 years. I remember uh, at CF Summit a few years back, five years ago, they had a big party for CF20. We got these cool hats and they had a DJ and music and it was a real party. It was, it was pretty cool. That was one thing <laughs> I was really looking forward to for this year was what are they going to do for you know 25 years? I was thinking it'd be a pretty big event. but We'll have a really big Zoom room. Yep. So, Sorry, a really big Adobe Connect room. <laughs> yeah probably did but, uh, you did you get your swag for the 25 years no i didn't well i don't know how i got it because i didn't sign up for it but i got this guy's phone sanitizer case can't open it 
oh. kind of thing. No, I, I haven't got that. It almost went to the wrong house, but uh, I intercepted the FedEx package. <laughs> oh, very cool. I think you might have flicked your cable. It sounded like the microphone changed. Just FYI. Thanks. New microphone. <laughs> no problem. So, yeah, but there's a, a few good people in there that you probably recognize. Uh, Matthew Clemente's in the video. Um, Yogesh is in the video. I think David Tattisall was from Fusion Reactor. Dave Ferguson. And I think uh, Matthew... Is it Matt Takata? Um, and there's one other name I've, I've forgotten. I apologize. But there was quite a few community members. And it was good to see, you know, like their impact of Adobe. And, you know, obviously we're all working with Adobe Cold Fusion. And Lucy, thanks to, uh, you know, what happened 25 years ago. So congratulations, Adobe. And uh, everyone who's still working with it, it's kind of cool to see. So you can go check that out there. Um, but, yeah, 25 years is a pretty big deal. I mean, there's a few other languages out there at 25 years old and still kicking strong. I think Ruby and JavaScript and PHP were all about the same age, right? Um, yeah, I know JavaScript and PHP are in that bucket. Yeah. I'm not sure how old Ruby is. Python. Python's in that bucket. Okay. They're all old. Old, but still cool-ish, right? <laughs> Ish. That's, that's what we say about ourselves, right? Yeah. We're cool old, but cool-ish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep telling ourselves that. Well, uh, October is a special month in the open source world, and uh, that's because of Hacktoberfest. So, uh, yeah. So I didn't wear my shirt. Fest. I should have today, but I didn't. Yeah, I don't have mine on either. I have a few. So Hacktoberfest is sponsored by uh, DigitalOcean and a few other companies, but it's a time to give back to open source projects by submitting pull requests on GitHub. and. So Ordis Solutions loves participating in this um, and will love help, helping you get started if you've never made a pull request. Uh, even things is help, are helpful like fixing typos in the docs or updating a page of the docs that needs to be a little more clear all the way to, um, I know on the quick and the QB repos, there's a bunch of issues tagged for contributions welcome and trying to give them a difficulty rating so you can kind of choose the one that you want to get started with. So I've already had a couple come in, so that's pretty exciting. Yep. And so uh, we usually try and do, uh, you know, tag a few of the repos for you for that. Uh, and then I know Pete Freitag has a few repos out there. Uh, CF Docs is a great one for it. Um, this year they did change the rules a little bit because uh, Hacktoberfest is getting more and more popular. And last year I think they gave out about 100,000 shirts. This year, uh, they're they're I think they're maxing it out at seventy thousand. So the first seventy thousand complete um, will get either a T-shirt or to be a little more eco-friendly, they're actually giving you an option to plant a tree. So you can choose if you want a tea or a tree this year, which is kind of kind of cool. Um, but the other thing is because it's so popular, there's so many people making pull requests to repos that you know providers and uh, the owners of the repos aren't willing to you know work on it or they're just getting flooded with too many that they had to actually add a classification that says this is a hacktoberfest topic or repo and so um just got to be careful of that um check with the you know the repo owner or check to see if they've got a comment on it um you can't just you know spam the world and get your pull request done right so the technical side of that is if a repo has the um, Hacktoberfest topic 
on it on the main GitHub page, or if your pull request has the label Hacktoberfest accepted added to it. And that's on a blog post that we'll put in the show notes. Um, here at Ordis, I don't know if all of our repos are updated with that. Um, remember, you need one or the other. So, But go ahead and submit your pull request. We're definitely um, planning to support all of these as long as you're not just spamming us, in which case we'll ignore you. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, if you are doing Hectoberfest, just put that in part of the pull request note so we know and we'll make sure we tag it for you. Uh, so Charlie in the chat says the PR has to be accepted and merged. Um, that is only if it was not tagged Hacktoberfest accepted. Um, uh, if it's if it's labeled Hacktoberfest accepted, then it is fine. If not, the repo needs to have the Hacktoberfest topic and it needs to be merged or approved. So yeah, it is getting a little more complicated. That's for sure. So previously you just had to open pull requests and that was it. And it didn't matter what repo or anything. And a lot of people made a repo just so they could, you know, have somebody else make a pull request to it. And there were all these like beginner ones, which were pretty cool for learning, to be honest. But, you know, they're stepping it up again. They want real requests and, you know, real support. So, but as you mentioned, documentation is a great thing. And, and someone was on Twitter the other day saying there's not enough tag you know, examples or script examples in the documentation. CF docs is really easy. If you're using a script, you know, version of something, there's not an example in the docs, just add one. It doesn't take very long to just, you know, make a little pull request and that way you're helping the community make better documentation. So um, you probably spend an afternoon and get all four of your pull requests done. Yep. On CF docs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how many times do I have to look up something on CF Docs? Like, oh, they don't have an example. I'll copy paste the one I'm using here, change a name or two, and away we go. And yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. the The shirts are pretty neat. Um, we've got the last two or three, I think. I think you did even more than that. This is what the fifth or sixth year now. It's quite a few. I, yeah, I think I've gotten one every year they've done it. So it helps, you know, working on a lot of open source stuff here at Ordis that uh, I often will PR my own repo for like documentation purposes and I forget that counts. So it's kind of funny. I'll open the PR against quick and all of a sudden I get a Hacktoberfest check mark. So go figure. Yeah, I think last year <laughs> I was finished before the second day because I just happened to be doing some work on some internal projects and they were on GitHub and whoops, done. So yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. So I think one more thing I'd point out is um, on the accepted, the merged part, uh, is that your pull request doesn't actually have to be merged. In fact, it can be closed, but as long as the a maintainer has labeled it as Hacktoberfest accepted, uh, you'll receive credit. And I really like that because you may send us a pull request for something and uh, it may make more sense as a module or you know, as a different project but we can still, you know, you can still have a credit for that, if you will. And that's what open source is about. It's not about getting everything merged, but rather like if you don't get what you want merged, you can fork the project, you can make a module. You, there's, lots of, oh, there's lots of chances. And so I'm glad that there's a way to both reward the work of contributing to open source without like making it have to be merged into the code base. 
So yeah, a lot of times, uh, you know, there's coding conventions or a style thing, or whatever. So you might submit something which is great, but we need to tweak it just a little bit to make it work. You know, the way we're doing it, or if maybe Luis has done a whole rewrite of something, he has to manually merge yours in, so it'll be a little different. And yeah, I, I do like that too, and I, I like that they're making it a little tougher. Just because, you know, I know a lot of repos did get a lot of spam. I think Pete said last year, you know, he had 50 or 60 in the first week, you know, which is a lot more than what he normally gets. But, uh, you know, it's a pretty busy project anyway, CF Docs. So, but uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, we're going to try and write a blog post and maybe link to some of the repos and give you some ideas. Uh, and then I'm sure some of the other members of the community will have their stuff around too. And actually we talked a little later about uh matthew clemente did a little live stream the other day and he was doing some hacktober fest uh, adding some some work to an api wrapper so uh you know even he's getting in on it so it's it's a lot of fun it's kind of cool to get back and you know push yourself to to do some open source and and yeah it's just fun and again you get a tea or a tree if you get it done before the other seventy thousand beat you to it <laughs> Okay, so back to Adobe Cold Fusion. Uh, I got an email from Charlie yesterday about a blog post he just released. And so he's uh, bringing out his tea reading skills here, and he's uh, got a pretty bold uh, question, I guess. Is Adobe Cold Fusion 2020 actually going to be Adobe Cold Fusion 2021? So uh, he, he brings up a, an interesting point or two, but basically says, he has to be a bearer of bad tidings, at least for those who look forward to a new release in the year 2020. But much of us have been, you know, talking about Project Stratus or CF 2020, um, but it may actually be 2021. Uh, so he says, uh, you know, he's been reading the tea leaves. He may, you know, may have have a few hints of why it's 2021, or they could be throwing us off the off the beaten track. And so uh, in the blog post, he details a few things. Uh, one of them I thought was pretty interesting was actually the release number inside the the admin itself. So let me share my screen for those watching. So you got a little screenshot, and in there it actually has the 2021 inside the actual mm. build number. Uh, and he says Adobe always refers to their projects as things like Project Stratus and everything, and legally they're not supposed to give it a name until it's officially been signed to be released. Um, but but yeah, so it's pretty interesting. Uh, go check this out and read and, you know, see what you think. But um, it definitely would be confusing. And the, the biggest thing you said is the biggest negative is all the talk about uh, CF2020, including our Forgebox slug, which is 2020. Everything that refers to 2020, when it becomes 2021, all those, you know, when you're searching for stuff in the future, you're going to have to search for 2021 and 2020 to make sure you don't miss all the stuff about what we thought was going to be 2020. So pretty, yeah. pretty weird. But anyway, so uh, I thought it was a really interesting blog post and a good question because uh, it is getting to the end of 2020 and maybe releasing something in 2020 is a bad idea with the way everything else is going this year. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just thinking that with the Hacktoberfest shirts, like, do I want a t-shirt that has the year 2020 on it? I so don't know. Maybe you want to do a treat this year. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, it was a interesting blog post, and yeah, I hadn't even noticed the the little twenty twenty one in the the project uh, the build file. So, pretty interesting. Well, thank you, Charlie, for pointing that out, and I wonder if anybody else has noticed anything. 
Uh, oh, another thing they did, you mentioned too, is in one of the blog posts, they actually mentioned 2021 and we weren't sure if that was a, you know, a, an <laughs> a accident or, or a, a uh, yeah. yeah. Hint. <laughs> okay. So, uh, next up, remember we have a Seattle CFUG meeting coming up on October the 14th. So not this week, but next Wednesday, uh, Leona Daniels talking about integrating your cold fusion app with the Thinkific API. Uh, and so that one I mentioned last week, I'm really looking forward to that. I've done quite a bit of work with the Thinkific API. We've got a pretty good system built on top of that for a customer. Um, and yeah, it's, it's pretty good. And they have a great API. So if you're looking to figure out how to work with APIs, this is a, you know, a good, uh, a good, probably a good starting point and a good example to work with. And they have a nice developer package too. So you can, you know, start playing with their platform. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. He's already reached out to me and asked me what type of things would I like to see or whatnot. So yeah, I'm definitely going to be tuning into that one there. So sounds pretty good to me. It's good to see uh, some of the, you know, the user groups still presenting online these days. Uh, and so if you guys hear of your group presenting, let us know and we'll share it for everybody else too. So pretty cool. Well, you want to give us the update on the CFCast content since you've released a, a fair few videos in the last week. Yeah, I did. Um, and it comes on the, I don't know if this is in, in the news as well, but I, we released a QB, um, well, 8.1 and 8.2 in rapid succession. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what you get with semantic versioning. It's okay. And there's three new videos in the What's New in QB8 series. It goes over strict date detection, order by raw with bindings and a new dump helper, which every time I say that, I think I should have found a better title. <laughs> dump helper just doesn't sound quite right, but it's very descriptive. Cool. <laughs> Additionally, so we had two more videos in the configure your CFML servers with CFconfig series by Grant, and it, you have importing JSON and exporting JSON. So go ahead and check those out over on cfcast.com. Very cool. Yeah, it's a lot of good content coming out, and uh, it's I like how we're we're doing that too with the as we release the you know, the modules. Try and get a couple of videos out because it really helps to absorb it. You know, there's so much stuff in the in the docs. I mean, your docs are great. I like how your release notes are very thorough, but having a video too just can really help. You know, clear it. Yeah, it's it and up. it's nice to just have a different way to consume it. You know. The, the docs aren't written in a, they're written in more of a, how do you say, like there's kind of a story. There's a, this is how you use it and build on it. And the videos are more like, here's one tiny corner of the API. Boom. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like API docs, but in video form. So it can be really nice that way. Very cool. Okay, so next let's talk about conferences and trainings because as Brad pointed out that we can't keep calling ITB 2020 workshops, ITB 2020 workshops when it's almost the end of 2020. So uh, we can, conferences and We can and do it until it's 2021, darn I it. Know. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, but so our oldest workshops, uh, as we mentioned before, we have three workshops coming up. So the first one is a two day workshop, October 8th and 9th this week. And I'm going to be leading that call box zero to hero. Um, and next up, Luis is going to be leading the two day workshop, October 22nd and 23rd. And his one is going to be call box six hero to superhero. So he's already got the call Ooh. box six updates in there which I'm going to try and sneak my Coldbox 6 updates in before my workshop too, if I can. 
Um, and then in November, you've got your quick workshop, November 5th and 6th. So That's a right. two-day workshop. And uh, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that one? What are you yeah, planning? Yeah, so we're going, we're going to be building a, a, like a non-trivial um, CMS system. Nothing like Content Box. But we're going to be having users and blog posts and tags and comments and learning how to model all of that in Quick. We're going to be learning about the features that make uh, Quick awesome for this kind of work, uh, abstracting the SQL away, defining relationships. And we're going to uh, round it up with, uh, with looking at how to test uh, applications that use Quick, uh, different, uh, different ways to do that, pros and cons of those as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of hands-on too. So you'll be in the code and, and uh, working through some stuff. And I'm very excited for it. Yep, I know there's a few people have been asking about this like every week or two. And so John Ferrar, he <laughs> better be available for those two days because uh, I know he's been asking about it a lot. So, um, And then if you want to sign up, go to autosolutions.com slash events. Um, and if the workshop isn't there, it should be there very soon. So you can sign up for the quick one. The other two are available. And as we mentioned, last chance to sign up for that workshop this week. Uh, don't miss out. Um, it's a it's a great it's a great workshop. We've done a lot of them, and uh, it's really really helps you get started with Cobalt. So, uh, looking forward to having a few more of you in my training on on Thursday and Friday this week. Yeah. And remember, remember when you sign up for these to use the coupon code Podcast Ten to get ten percent off of the workshop. Yep, very important. Save some coin. Okay, so next up, uh, Adobe Cold Fusion Summit. 2020 uh that replaces cf summit west since we're going um going into the virtual world and so this is a three-day conference november 17th through the 19th it's going to be online uh and it's going to you can sign up at cfsummit.adobeevents.com there's also some speakers listed there uh no sessions listed yet that i've seen but um they're adding more content all the time so definitely check that out and as we mentioned it's free and um, I, I know they were looking at trying doing something a little more interactive as well. So I'm curious to see how they're going to approach that. JSConf last week had some little interactive, uh, you know, setups and everything. It was kind of interesting. Um, so I'm curious what Adobe's going to to pull out here. So looking. I keep to waiting that. to hear um, to get like speaker announcements and session announcements. I'm very anxious for that. So yep. I hope it comes soon. Yeah, right now, if I share my screen, you can see that we've got uh, the speakers here. So Charlie, Matthew Clemente, Alicia, Dave Ferguson, Pete Freitag, Brian Class, George Murphy, Rick Sheaf. We've got Dan Wilson, Mark Takata, Dan Skaggs, and Brian Sappy. So so we've got 12 announced so far. I'm not sure if that's the final list or not, but uh, some good speakers there already. And it's three days, so I'm, I'm assuming they're going to have a few more coming because otherwise those guys are going to be talking a lot. <laughs> right so so yeah um curious to find out if they got any more announcements coming soon and what the sessions are because right now they just list the speakers there's no sessions there's no schedule so i'm sure that'll be coming pretty soon we're about what, six seven weeks away so i know it's coming up quick yep and then the adobe cold fusion certification is online now so you can do that online as well so normally you would take the workshop before or after um their conferences and so now you can do that online. They have introductory offer of 499 
I don't know what the regular price is, but if you can, uh, we've got links here for more information on the certificate. And we also also a blog post they released about a few weeks back. That'll be in the show notes here as well. So you can, um, link up to that and read a bit more about it. But, um, the certification has lots of, uh, like 50 online videos. It's about 10 hours of content. They have a multiple choice quiz and, um, they list you as a certified cold fusion developer at the end of it. So, um, they've had several people go through it, hundred plus people. And, uh, yeah, it sounds like a great little program. So if you want to try that, you can do that online. We'll share the links in the show notes. Also, just a reminder, CF Camp is not happening in 2020 on their website, cfcamp.org. They have a, a little letter explaining why. Uh, obviously, it's pandemic related, and they just didn't want to do a, a, a virtual version when the in-person means so much to everybody. So, yeah, I, I can totally see that. Like, I feel I'm glad we have virtual events. I miss talking to people. Yeah. I miss the hallway track as they call it. Yeah, for sure. You know, so let's hope hoping that this is, uh, we get back to that in the new year. Yep. But, uh, if you're Spanish speaking, there's one more conference coming up, um, soon. So in early December, Audis is planning to have ITB Latam. Um, information is coming soon. They're working on the website and, um, getting everything scheduled and planned. So we should have announcement here soon. So early December, um, you should see some information about that. So we'll have uh, a virtual conference and basically uh, follow up to last year's in-person uh, LATAM conference. Uh, we're looking forward to that. Should be a, a big win again. I know last year was really successful. So excited to have that coming back. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited too. On the CFCast side, we've been putting in a lot of work on internationalization including on the back end with the videos to support um, Spanish language videos coming, you know, in time for Into the Box Latam, putting all those up for um, our Spanish speakers. Good news, those of you that are already subscribers, you can watch those as well if you speak Spanish. Or if you don't and you just want to hear people speaking Spanish. Maybe you want to learn Spanish through code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So next up, we have our blogs, tweets, and videos of the week. And as we mentioned, first up, we have Charlie's one about CF 2020 or 2021. So we won't go too much detail of that since we've already talked about it, but definitely a good one. So go read that. Then next up, we have a, a few from Ben Adel on the CF thread and Lucy. And let's open one of those up and I'll share my screen. It's part of the Ben Nadell blogs as cool as you can see all these old photos too. But uh, so this one here was calling into a timed out parent page context from a CF thread tag in Lucy. So previously mentioned that if you have a CF setting for timeouts and you have one in the parent, it actually affects the child and vice versa. But he did show you how um, in one of these blog posts, how to actually have a short timeout for the main page, but then have a longer timeout for the thread, which is pretty cool. But what he wanted to do in this one was figure out, can you from that thread that's still running, refer back to the main page context that called it, even if that page context has expired. And I thought that's kind of interesting. So in this little video, I think he has a video on this one. So he clicks a button, starts running. And then after a few seconds, the 
the main page times out, but the thread is still running. And so you can see in the, the log at the bottom, it should update here shortly. Here, he called something in the page context. So it actually works. So even though the page context that calls the thread expired, it times out, the thread can actually still call functions that's in the page context that called it. So it basically keeps it alive because it's, it's part of the parent. So even the page timed out, you can still access things from the parent, which is pretty interesting. I thought anyway, so the, it's kind of an interesting little side, you know, side experiment. I like Ben's experiments. It comes up with some interesting ideas and things to test out. So, oh, yeah. And especially when I think of threads, it's nice to have somewhere to go find answers to these questions instead of doing the tests ourselves. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay, we also have, uh, as I mentioned earlier, there's a Hacktoberfest 2020 video. So this one here, Matthew Clemente is uh, walking through um, adding some, some work to Matt Gifford's CFML Postmark API wrapper. Because um, Postmark recently added some new features and the wrapper doesn't support it yet. So he walks through that. Um, but so he talks about Hacktoberfest 2020 a little bit and shows you how to do that. So uh, another live stream from Matt. I really enjoy watching somebody else code. I don't know why, but feels productive even if I'm just watching. It's nice to see how people solve the, you know, the tens, dozens of problems that come up as you're just doing a simple coding thing, you know? Yep. No, I agree. Like, oh, how, how are they going to do this? How did they find out they mistyped this variable? How do they, yeah, stuff like that. That's my favorite part. Yeah. I, I like some of the tools that they use to some of the extensions they might have or things. Yeah. Just different ways to approach a problem. Uh, it's pretty good. This same one with the peer programming. I really like it when I'm working with an oldest team member on a project team up. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. So next up, we have another blog post from Ben Adele and this um, CF thread sort of series he's got going on here. So let me yeah, share this, a screen. Yeah, this one um, was interesting. It's titled Racing to Show Asynchronous Report Generation Results with CF Thread and Lucy. And um, the idea was they have a page that runs a few reports, and if it finished in a reasonable amount of time, they wanted to give that report to the user, and if not, they wanted to put up a, a message telling the user that they'd be emailed the results. So kind of a run this in the background, but after some certain threshold of seconds, we're going to take action. Yeah, I like that because I mean, a lot of people use ColdFusion to build reports and, you know, this is the type of thing that happens, right? You build that report and for one company it's short and takes, you know, half a second. And then you got some of those reports that take weeks, it seems like. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, yeah. So this has got a little video. He's actually got a 10 minute video and then he's got this little, you know, screen capture uh, animated GIF type thing. So yeah, the report's still running in the background. You'll be notified by email when it's completed. And that's really cool. I mean, it's a use case I'm sure all of us have probably run into. And as usual, Ben shares all of his, uh, his goodies with us. So that's pretty cool. And I, I like the way he's using, you know, the CF threads. And, you know, he actually talks about some of the thread behavior. So if you're new to threads, this is probably a really good one. Um, and he mentions that, yeah, a lot of people in a lot of languages just hate working with parallel processing. CF thread has some pretty cool little features, you know, um, it does make it a lot easier. And now that we have Coldbox six, a lot of the asynchronous functions that, um, 
that Luis has built into that too. It makes it even easier to work with, you know, threads and everything too. So that's, we definitely come a long way from when we started. So, so absolutely a nice blog post there. Thanks again, Ben, for sharing that. And we did mention that a little Adobe celebrating 25 years, but I'll show you the blog post just so you can see some of the cool video here. Or I'm not going to play the video, but just want to show you. Um, let mute it. Here's Matthew Clemente in here. Now this is the person I don't remember his name. Um, oh, there you go, Joby John. And then we've got Yogesh. We've got Dave Ferguson complaining about uh, when he first started, he had more hair. Uh, David Tedestal. <laughs> and I got Mark Takada too. So. Yeah, a pretty good little video. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting to hear these stories where they started and everything. So, very cool. Okay, the next one we have is a uh, blog post by Andreas about installing Lucy on Ubuntu 20.04 with Apache. Um, uh, so, it's a video guide uh, taking you through all those steps. And I like that because... I don't know, sometimes I feel like everything's Docker or Kubernetes nowadays, and it's nice to be reminded, like, you can just use a normal Linux distro. <laughs> yeah. um, he actually steps through getting uh, the GUI all set up to use the Lucy uh, installer that way, which is uh, could be nice for somebody who is more familiar with that and less familiar with kind of the full command line installation. So give that a a watch if you want to know uh, how to do the GUI installer on Ubuntu 20.04. Yep. That's crazy. So many versions of everything, but yeah, nice to, like you say, nice video walkthrough. So pretty cool. So thanks for sharing that. Okay. So we got one more from Ben Adel here, but this one's uh, more of an emotional piece. I like how Ben goes soft skills on us sometimes. Uh, it's an old school picture right there. So the virtues of being emotionally attached to your code. So this is a, an interesting one. Again, it's a more soft, um, soft skills or whatever. And I'm talking about how, you know, sometimes people think that, you know, emotional attachment can be toxic. And so he talks about how, you know, loving your code means celebrating what it does well. And then, you know, taking responsibility when it does badly, you know, and we should care about our code. We should care about our users, care about the experience, uh, and really, you know, work on, on getting that, you know, having that pride and that, that passion. And I think that's why a lot of us do it. A lot of us that, you know, like ourselves that we're, we spend time, reading, working on open source projects after hours and, you know, just doing everything we can, you know, we, we have that passion and, and that's something that's, that's a good thing. And so he just talked about it a little bit here. So again, I, I like it when, it's, you know, not, not the normal, not the, you know, just always code. So yeah, pretty interesting. And yeah, I, I think those passionate people, you know, like Ben, he shares everything cause he's passionate about it and, you know, having more like more people and like that in the community is definitely a big plus for our community. And while we're small, I think we've got a big number of passionate people and that's what's kind of cool. That's what makes us special, I think. Okay. The last one we have today is a tweet from Jay's Painting. 
It talks about, he says, I built a CRM system using Lucy Server and CFML for work to replace the abandoned sugar CRM we had been using. Started July 21st, finished it September 4th, including a data conversion from MySQL to MS SQL. Left on vacation September 13th, got back yesterday, no issues. CFML and a large code library rocks. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see that. And yeah, I mean, that's the thing is you can do whatever you want, right? I mean, sometimes you gotta re reinvent the wheel. Um, you know, there's obviously several CRMs out there, but yeah, like Sugar CRM got abandoned. So that was actually one of the ones I think I evaluated at one point too. So interesting, but um, yeah, cool to see ColdFusion being used well. So I like sharing those little positive stories, you know? Yeah. Okay, so next up we have some uh, jobs. Find a job. And so getcfmljobs.com doesn't actually have any new ones this week. There's quite a few on there um, for previous weeks. And so last week we talked about a job in um, Chantilly, Virginia. There's some in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. We've also got some in other countries too, so in Germany, uh, India, Canada, etc. So there's quite a few listed there. And we have about 24 listed right now since July 1st. So um, pretty good. But we also have some other jobs posted this week as well. That's so, right. We, we, Ordis is hiring a senior cold fusion developer. Yep. So we have that up on our website. Um, so quite a bit of information uh, up there. But the main thing really is that we need someone who's in the right time zone <laughs> um, to work on the project. So that's sort of the must is you must be in the u.s time zone and you must have a u.s u.s citizenship or resident or work visa basically so you have to be able to work for a u.s company um, but there's a lot of good things you'll be doing work with uh, intelligent people and and that's one of the things i love working with autists the most you know i feel like you know i'm always working with smarter people i've got to learn something right so uh, and as you mentioned before you learn a lot from those around you and how they solve problems and everything so we got a pretty big uh list of things that we'd like experience on but uh reach out um i know we're getting quite a few applications but you know we want to hear from you so let us know there's also a position from lucid outsourcing solutions so your guest's team is looking for somebody uh, looking for a, a full stack developer with one to three years experience um they are in Jodhpur. is that how you pronounce it so um, but they're looking for people with lots of experience PHP, MySQL, CSS, jQuery, knowledge of Angular, ColdFusion, Vue.js, you know, so they're an outsourcing company. They do a lot of good work and we've actually, uh, you know, work with them on some of our projects too. So a good team. Uh, so if you know anyone in the, at that location or you're interested, you know, definitely check this out. We'll be sharing the, the link in the show notes. Uh, uh, one more job that we have. Uh, comes from Stack Overflow. It is a remote uh, job. Uh, it says remote Latin America. So I think it's another time zone one. So if you're in the right time zone, that matters. And probably, uh, well, maybe language. I don't know. <laughs> I think they're actually looking at, um, I thought they said South Africa is where it was based. That is not Latin America. But yeah, that's but okay. the time zone's pretty similar. <laughs> so, so yeah, so the industry is cloud financial. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, they're not big on buzzwords. They said, you know, Cold Fusion, SQL Server, jQuery, HTML5, 
they do use some Java, Ruby, React, and Redis, you know, but, um, but yeah, as long as you're willing to learn, you know, and the team can learn from you, that's sort of the way they, they work. So it's pretty interesting. Uh, again, just, you know, trying to share those opportunities with you guys. And if someone's looking for something, maybe something here will work. So, okay. So next up we have our Forgebox module of the week. So this one here, um, it's kind of an interesting one. Um, we actually use this on some of our documentation, I think, and some of our builds. Um, it is the Amazon S3 Explorer. So it's a little cold box module. Um, you can plug in your settings into your cold box configuration for your access key and secret key. Um, and then basically you open up to the, the certain page and you can browse through your buckets and in, in your Amazon S3 buckets. So um nice little system a lot of contributors over time so steve hicks carlos kalupa joel grootman jared sloan kurt gratz and i don't know how to pronounce agula kanap or al for his contributions so yeah a nice little module and again just makes it an easy way for you to browse your s3 assets in your browser so again yeah, um, a lot of the times our forgebox modules are you know, plug into an existing cold box app somewhere. And this is more one that's just kind of, I mean, I, it can be plugged in, but it's also can just be your app. Start it up and, and hit the URL. And now you have, you're exploring your, the S3 bucket you configured. Yeah. A lot easier than logging into Amazon sometimes. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> okay. So next up we have our VS code hint tip and trick of the week. And this hint is basically one that says every week we give you, you know, ideas for extensions and everything else. But one of the biggest hints I should, I can really give you is that every month VS code updates and every month their documentation for that update is pretty amazing. And they have a lot of great enhancements, some bug fixes too, but there's a lot of stuff in there. And this, month or august's month should i say they haven't released the september notes yet but in august they had a lot of great updates and so one of the things i thought was pretty cool was the format modified text so when you're working on a page and you actually you know made some code changes and you need to format your code because we should be good people and format the code It'll only format the lines you've changed. So it won't give you this huge 300 line or 500 line, you know, diff that you have to worry about. But at least the code you're changing is getting formatted correctly. So a lot of times when you got code formatting, you know, you normally want to get to a certain point and format all the code at once. So it's like a good baseline. Um, but with this, you can just say format just the modified text. And so that way the new stuff is formatted correctly. And when you get to that break point later, you can do, you know, the entire repo. So everything's consistent, but I thought that was a, a pretty neat little feature. They got other features like changing the text case during a global search and replace. Um, there's more uh, source control repository views now. And like this, these notes here, you can see every, every month they have a lot of great information, but they're really detailed too. They give you specifics. They got the little, you know, uh, animated GIFs and everything showing you with a, where the formats are and everything. Um, a lot of cool things. So my tip of the, for this week is basically look at these, see what's in there. And a lot of times you don't even need an extension for a lot of great features. They have a lot of things built straight into VS code. And this is the best way to find out about them. 
and they have I, I think this is the technical term a bajillion settings oh a bajillion um, is and, definitely the technical term for it because <laughs> there is a bazillion <laughs> and they keep adding more and they're all very useful but it can be very easy to get lost and so um checking it out as it comes out month to month is much more uh digestible in yeah. order to you know tweak vs code to how you like it yeah there is there's just so many things you can do with it and yeah one of the ones i'm most excited for um it just launched in this version um Ooh, look at this one is i'm not sure what you're looking at <laughs> oh so if you know if you basically have like if json exists and json.address and json.address.country you can right click on it and say convert to an optional chain and so it'll do the, the you know the question mark dot you know so the safe navigation operator type setup for some javascript and just little little things yeah, like that and yeah. you know, they even show you um, deprecated uh, functions will in javascript now will show up so you can actually see that you know you shouldn't be using them anymore and stuff there's lots of cool stuff anyway sorry distracted yeah no, if you keep scrolling down you'll get to one that's called uh web view views and what this is is with the extension apis extensions can now show an arbitrary web view instead of just what uh, controls are built into VS Code. So I'm excited to see what this lets extensions do. Um, ideally, it will be much more feature-filled and kind of um, visually more what we you might expect, you know, if you had a GitHub one and you can see the pull request like it looks like in GitHub, things like that. So I'm excited for the, that one. Oh, yeah, that is pretty cool. So. Yeah. So you got Electron updates as well. Wow, yeah, there are lots of different things. Got more web playground support. Lots of fixes. And it's pretty cool to they call out all the cont contributions too. There's a lot of people helping to make this thing better every month. Wow. Very cool. So yeah, that's uh, VS Code hint tip and trick of the week. A VS Code is amazing by itself, and you should definitely try and keep up on it. But yeah, I mean, you could go through month after month after month, uh, and it's just so much. It's so hard to keep up, but it's very cool. And the, the documentation is searchable too, so it's nice to, if you're looking for something in particular, search there as well. So, very cool. Okay. I think that brings us to the end. Yep, and since you've missed like 12 weeks running, <laughs> or you know three but yeah. that's fine yeah I yes try. i would love to read off the names of our awesome patreon supporters so in a particular order and that order being alphabetical by first name here we go thank you to ben nadal brett the carl van stetten charlie Earhart, dali dan card daniel garcia david bellinger dj lesnicki don bellamy Eric Hoffman, Gary Knight, Giancarlo Gomez, Jan Yannick, Jason Diger, Jeff McLean, Jeremy Adams, Jordan Clark, Joseph Lamory, Kai Koenig, Laxma Tichahari, Mario Rodriguez, Matthew Clemente, Mingo Hagen, Ryan Hughes, Scott Steinbeck, Sean Odin, Stephen Klotz, Synaptrix, and Yogesh Mathur. 
Thank you for supporting Order Solutions and this Modernize or Die podcast. Yep. And if you want to learn more about how to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash order solutions and check out all our great packages there. But yeah, we do thank you. You guys are awesome. And if you can't help financially like these fine people have, uh, remember we take pull requests and issues. Especially Oktoberfest. Yes. Exactly. So perfect time to commit another way. So, or as John points out in the chat, support via CF casts. Yep. I don't know if you've been paying attention, but each week we give you more videos that come each week. Yep. So. Not all of them are, not all of them are free. Some of them are paid. Uh, and so we do try and give you a free taste test to make sure you like it, but we're trying to, you know, give back to the community, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of great content. We're spending a lot of time to make you top quality content. So cfcast.com is definitely a, a place to be. So, and John That's said awesome. he moved to support there. So he gets a little more out of that. <laughs> but yeah, we cool. have 128 videos over there right now. So with more added every week, there's a lot of content. Yep. Very cool. And I got to get some more of my VS code ones out too. So those should be coming again in a few more weeks after my workshop. I gotta get that done. So, <laughs> anyway, thanks everybody for joining us. Hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Catch you later. Bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at cfmlnews.modernizeordie.io, where you can also subscribe to your favorite podcast player like Spotify or iTunes. We also have the link to YouTube to find more videos just like this. The music used in this podcast is under a royalty-free license from Sound.com and Bluetree Audio.